Hey everyone, and welcome back to Medics Money Triage, where we take some of the most important concepts from the main podcast and condense them down into shorter, more on-the-go format. We're actually gearing up for our live event in London as we speak. We're having two days, one for advisors and one for the members of our new to partnership course. And today's topic will actually be featured by our advisor day, and the topic is all about McLeod. Now, I don't pretend to know too much about McLeod, which is why Andy, Tommy, and some others are going to give us a quick recap from a previous episode, and they're going to talk us through it. Before we dive in, we've just announced our seventh, yes, that seventh, cohort of the Medics Money Partnership course, through which we've taught over 600 partners everything they need to know about running a business as a GP practice. So if you want to know more, head on over to medicsmoney.co.uk forward slash GP partnership program to find out more and apply today. Right, on with the episode. Firstly, what is McLeod? McLeod centres all around the way in which the 2015 schemes were introduced. So it's probably important to know that McLeod affects all of the public sector pension schemes. It's not an NHS pensions issue, it's a public sector pensions issue. So there was a wide review of public sector pensions and that review meant that we then initiated the new schemes or the 2015 section. Now, when the scheme was first introduced, whether somebody did or didn't move into that section depended on two things. So were they a member of the scheme as of April 2012? And then the second thing is how close they were to their normal pension age. So if they had less than 10 years to their normal pension age, they didn't move into the 2015 section. They stayed where they were. If they had more than 13 and a half years to their normal pension age, then they were moved across into the 2015 section automatically. It was a mandatory move. And if they were in that middle group that had between 10 and 13 and a half years to their normal pension age, they would have moved. But they would have had a choice as to when, which could have either been the 1st of April 15 or at a later date that was based on their date of birth. And all of the schemes did that. And then there was a legal challenge by Judge McLeod, who is a member of the Judicial Pension Scheme, which is where we get the McLeod remedy from. And that legal challenge was essentially that the way in which the schemes had been introduced was discriminatory on grounds of age, which it very clearly was when you think about what we've just set out. So... Fast forward a bit, HM Treasury and central government are responsible now for implementing a remedy, again, across all of the public sector schemes that removes that age discrimination element. And that's where we're getting the name, the McLeod remedy from. So we have had number of a number of updates and consultations running. But essentially what is going to happen is if you were somebody who was moved across into the 2015 section, and you were also a member of the scheme as of April 2012, then your service is going to get rolled back. So it's going to be as if you didn't join the 2015 section up until the 31st of March. We had sort of two sections of the pension scheme. We had the 1995 section and the 2008 section. And which one you were in was very much dependent on when you joined the NHS. What essentially happened across the whole of the public sector is they decided that actually they were worried about the cost of any, uh, pensions across the public sector and, you know, how long people were now living compared with when these schemes were set up. So they came up with some legislation which basically created a 2015 scheme across the whole of the public sector, so not just the NHS. And what they did is then transition people into that 2015 scheme. Now, if the government at that point in time had transitioned everyone at that point in time, we wouldn't be talking about this. But what they didn't do that, what they did is actually protect older people from any changes. And older people were allowed to keep in the, the legacy schemes, as they were known, the 95 and the 2008 scheme, whereas younger people had to transition. And it wasn't particularly long before actually 
someone decided this is a an issue and actually it was two unions it was um, the firefighters union and also judges uh, strangely enough took the government to court under age discrimination grounds can't really comment on judges commenting on judges but they finally left they agreed themselves our next clip has mr andy powell highlighting differences in how consultant and gp pensions work as well as the kind of pay scales and how it affects pension growth and why mcleod affects them i mean there is a a clear difference between gps who are in the practitioner side and people in the hospital side of things in how this is going to affect them gps to a certain extent, have always been a career average earnings scheme and have therefore always had a degree of inflation protection. Whereas in the hospital sector, you're in the officer scheme. See, the 2015 scheme, career average earnings scheme, gets some protection from inflation going up. But the officer side is very much linked to final salary links. Mm -hmm. And when we have had, as we have, as we know quite well at the moment, quite a long running dispute in terms of public sector pay, rises not keeping up with inflation then actually that's not just affecting people's pay but it's also affecting their pension growth whereas the 2015 scheme gets that inflation protection so there are going to be a whole group of people who eventually when they get to making this choice decision which is probably not going to be to retirement so they don't have to make that choice now unless they've automatically take already taken their pension but if you haven't taken your pension then you will choose eventually down the line albeit all these figures will get recalculated now. But ultimately, they may actually decide that that 2015 scheme is better for them because it gives them better growth for that seven years. I guess the important point is one you pointed out earlier, Tommy, is that no one's going to be worse off from this. You'll either get the pension you get already would have had anyway for seven years, or you'll get a better one. So it's just this transitional bit's going to be a bit messy to get through. Finally, we'll hear about how the communication is for the McLeod remedy. Spoiler alert, it's not great. Well, okay. So I think one of the, I think one thing I'm just going to chuck in at the end here is one of the things that is really difficult at the moment is that I think the, am I right in saying the NHS is the largest employer in Europe? Is that right? Or very close to? It feels like it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. The, as a workforce, so we've got quite a disproportionate amount of part-time people and also highly paid people. So it's quite a diverse workforce. And these issues that are coming up with McLeod are going to affect everybody in really different ways. One of the things that we are really concerned about is that people have an unconscious bias at the moment that the legacy schemes are automatically better than the 2015 schemes. So when people are faced with choices, they... The, a lot of the conversations I have with people in the minute start with, I want my seven years back in the 95 scheme. And I'll be like, okay, why? And what we, what I'm concerned about is that the communication at the minute about all of this is really poor. And we need to try and really work on how we can improve that communication so that people actually really understand the decisions that they're making and what it means for them. Thanks for tuning in to this week's triage. You can find the full episode and a full catalogue of almost 200 episodes wherever you get your podcast. Cheers all.